You are listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with John Pemba and Andrew Cooper. What is going on, everybody? John Pepper here with Andrew Cooper. Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast. It is week four of the NFL season. Coop, my friend, how are we doing? Phenomenal. Uh, except for the fact that we've, we're through three weeks now, man. The, the sands of time are slipping through our fingers. We need to cherish every single one of these weeks. So it's nice that we get to go through the full slate here. Tomorrow we have a Thursday game, and we're going to do it again here. Just remember, remember what that feeling was like in March. Right in the off season when it's like desperate for news. As somebody who covers the MLB and the NBA seasons that take forever, and obviously MLB is double the amount of length that you know the NBA is. The NFL comes and goes in a blink of an eye. Like like you said, we're you know we're already like a quarter of the way through it here. Um, Yeah, we have we have Thursday night football. This is the first week of the Sunday morning games as Mm. well. You know, we got the European games. Kicking us off, a little kickoff and eggs, you know, bacon and eggs kick off oh, the day. Yes. Uh, so a lot of great things going on here. Uh, we got a lot of get to as well. We want to interact with you. Uh, we'll go through uh, each matchup here today. But if you have some questions, get them in chat. Coop and I will answer those as we sort of hit those matchups here. Uh, and we want you guys to be part of our show today uh, as well. Coop, why don't we hit off today with some news uh, to get the people going? Yeah, so mostly injury news. So I'll do the injuries in a second. Uh, there have been some reports. Uh, Jets players not happy with Zach Wilson. Not surprising. But again, a lot of that can stem from, like the thing is, they're bad quarterbacks for the players like the player. We saw that a lot with the guys like Baker Mayfield. In this case, I don't know, maybe he rubs people the wrong way. Uh, also kind of a side report that uh, Colin Kaepernick like was asking to ju- even join the practice squad. Yeah. He's like, just let me give me a chance. So. They said no because he sued the league. So That's you right. know, yeah, he's yeah. That one's that one's on the outs. Uh, injury wise, Anthony Richardson back in practice. Not clear. He hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet. There's like a series of tests you have to do where it's like first you have to run with non-contact, but him practicing lends towards him likely playing. So yeah. that feels good. Bryce Young back at practice. Not even sure that's good for fantasy. Uh, Andy, I like Andy <laughs> he Dalton. Dalton about 58 times on Sunday. You know, like. Through nine targets to our boy Miles Sanders. So I don't know. Let's just let's see what this young Andy Dalton kid has, right? Let's keep him in there. Um, you've got uh, Saquon Barkley day to day, David Montgomery trending in the right direction. Um, beyond that, nothing too crazy. Christian Watson, they say, is going to be back. Uh, but the rest of it we're just keeping an eye on because today is the big day for injuries, right, John? It's like veterans technically get the day off, but they usually – even if veterans have the day off, they, they'll they say like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice today, right. but it was a veteran day off, right? They give us the info. So today's the day where we look at it and say, okay, this guy isn't practicing today. We're in trouble. Yeah. Or or usually they tell us, right? Yeah, because, so, I mean, uh, we have Jimmy Garoppolo that was in concussion protocol. We have Derek Carr dealing with, excuse me, the AC joint sprain there as well. So uh, more players to kind of figure out – you know, where their statuses could be trending here now that we're, you know, we're at the midweek point is, you know, tomorrow we got to set some lineups. And then, of course, Sunday we have the early games. We're setting some lineups uh, even more for everybody. Uh, Let's just jump into it here, Coop. Uh, And if you guys have questions, we'll be more than happy to answer those here throughout the show today. Uh, But Detroit Green Bay kicking us off with Thursday night football. Green Bay's at home getting one and a half points at the 46 over under. David Montgomery is expected to return. Uh, for Detroit this week, last week, 
We had Josh Reynolds play 77% of the offensive snaps, but got zero targets. And maybe he was just a runaround decoy uh, there in that matchup. As we know, he was banged up throughout the week. You mentioned Christian Watson is hopeful and expected to play this week. How long and how many snaps will he see? Aaron Jones' status is still up in the air for this game here. Uh, we got a lot of Gibbs questions starting to roll in. So let's yeah. talk about this matchup, and let's talk about what do we do with Jameer Gibbs with the expectation that David Montgomery is going to be back in the fold here this week. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys in the chat. If you could, if possible, while you're hanging out with us, try and save your questions and throw them out when there's a relevant game because we're going to try and hit all the games and all the questions. So if you hang out and say, oh, hey, they're talking Lions, I got a Gibbs question. We see you. It's Matt Merckx. We see you, Cruz Garcia. Perfect time to ask your Gibbs question, so we'll hit him right now. Uh, do you start Gibbs, Moss, or Ramondre Stevenson? As crazy as it sounds, we got one more week of the Zach Moss show, and that is a one-man show. So I actually do think, as, as nuts as it is, over two guys that you probably use second and third round picks on, I think I'm going to start Zach Moss against the Rams. He's getting the full workload, John. Is that, am I crazy? Uh, no. And, you know, so you say maybe one more week, maybe longer, because uh, the most recent report, I think it was Deanna Rossini, it was, said that Jonathan Taylor has no interest in playing for the Colts at all this season. Yes. Uh, so, and the Colts have no interest in giving him an extension. So Good. that trade likely could happen. I floated out the idea that maybe Baltimore would be a contender for them. I mean, Gus mm. got banged up a little bit, Melvin Gordon and, are and uh and you know yeah. break aren't obviously the answer there so maybe you see jonathan taylor in baltimore as a fit in that offensive scheme but it seems like zach moss is the guy for the season here uh for indy i mean listen if if jonathan taylor never suits up this year he doesn't gain a year of service time so right. you kind of find himself stuck in the same spot but uh you know holding out for years never worked for an nfl running back so We'll nope. see uh, what happens there. And then uh, Cruz Garcia here, uh, uh, Gibbs, Kyron Williams, Miles Sanders, Devin A. Chain, or B. Rob. Uh, start three start of three. these guys here. So I'm starting Miles Sanders right now. He leads the league in targets, right? So unless this is a standard league, I'm just leaning into the usage that Sanders has. He's on pace. Now, last week he got more targets than he normally had, would have, right? So he's probably not going to keep this pace that's on pace for 113. But even the first two weeks, he got six and five. Right. And then this week he got nine. So let's just call it five and a half. Like, let's just get rid of the, the nine week game. That, that's still a 90 target pace. This guy's yeah. on, Right. And Bryce Young, uh, people see like he's mobile, but he's not a rushing QB. He has zero design runs this year. And there are even rumors that they, they won't use him on QB sneaks because he's too small. So yeah, um, he, ac he actually has no design runs. He'd so that, be the only quarterback in the league where the Philly push wouldn't work. I hope they try. I, I hate to say it, but that, that's the play that would get the quarterback injured and then we could get that outlawed. Right. right? Like if yeah. somebody tried to push Bryce Young into a pile. Right. So uh, in that case, I'm going Miles Sanders. I'm going Kyron Williams because he's playing a ton. And then I'm probably going to start Jameer Gibbs if it's full PPR. Mm -hmm. If it's half PPR, then uh, Brian Robinson should be a better game script for him. Yeah, going against Philly, though. I don't think I want to run B. Well, actually, you're right. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So I think I just start Gibbs regardless. I go Gibbs, the first three on your list there. Yeah. HM, very exciting, and uh, but he's got the Bills. Listen, it's hard he to is say. not going to have 200 yards and like no, four no, touchdowns no. again, right? No, like no, no, impossible no. to think. But we uh, said that with Puka Dakua. We have to week one. He has yeah, more listen, targets. If, I hope I'm wrong. I, I have H in some leagues. Me too. Me too. Uh, you know, it'd be great to see. Uh, Michelle, I see your question. We'll circle back to that uh, when we get to uh, Miami Buffalo or Seattle uh, matchup there for you. Uh, Fernando has one in this one game. He has Watson and St. Brown. 
Are you starting either of them? You start, I'm uh, over Higgins, Kirk, and Adams here. I mean, you have to play St. Brown. Um, you have to play Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams should be first on that list. Yeah. I mean, he just yeah, got yeah. 20 targets last week. So you plug in Adams and St. Brown, then you're deciding, are you playing Watson, Higgins, or Kirk? You have. I have no reason or desire to start Watson in his first week back. Uh, just because we we don't know for sure what his conditioning is like or any of that. So right. I think I'm just going to start. T, you can throw against the Titans. It's difficult to run, but you can throw. I mean, Jerome Ford had a receiving touchdown, yeah. like a 30-yard receiving touchdown. So I think I would start Higgins. Back. I, I think you start Higgins this week, too. It's obviously very scary with the Joe Burrow injury, but we saw Jamar Chase have no problems last week, and T. Higgins had no problems in week two. So um, I think I go Higgins there. Kirk has the Atlanta matchup. Uh, and Jacksonville just hasn't looked great. Yeah. Lately. All right. Last one, then let's get back to game previews. By uh, by the way, guys, I just want to mention again. I know we got a bunch of people popping in. We see you guys, Mendez, uh, the gang. Try and do if you don't mind, hang on to your questions and drop them in the chat when we get to a game that involves at least one of those players. So right now we're talking uh, Packers, uh, Lions, and we got to fly through these because we've already used ten minutes of the show and there's like a million <laughs> yeah. games. Listen, we'll do so, our best, right? Yeah. So he, uh, we'll exactly. answer Dan's question here. Would you use Reynolds? On the showdown slate after you let everybody down, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Showdown Why slate. not? Because he, yeah. he the, the thing is he could get he could get Jair Alexander again. Well, so Alexander didn't play last week, so I he mean, didn't play last week. So if Alexander's out, then I like it. If he plays, then I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. Laporta, there. I moved him up to my standalone tight end category. Jack, we're feeling good about it. Uh, yeah. So for this game here, uh, this is a big week for Luke Musgrave. Uh, Romeo Dubs and Jaden Reed because you get Christian Watson back. We assume he's going to be the top dog. That probably leaves only one other really truly trustworthy fantasy relevant asset, unless it's split evenly and we don't get one at all. It's very rare for a team to have three high end assets in fantasy. If it's going to happen, it will be because there's two wide receivers that are getting full target shares and Luke Musgrave is getting decent enough targets to be relevant because he's a tight end. But you know, it, it, it's probably going to be Christian Watson and one other guy. John, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously rooting for Luke Musgrave because I'm a tight end guy, and the tight end eligibility obviously helps, right? Like, if yeah. they're all going to get split the targets evenly, then Musgrave is going to be the big beneficiary. But is there somebody you lean at a dubs or a read, John? I mean, I hope it's Reed. He seems yeah. like he's the more explosive player of the group so far. Um, you know, scored on the end around, scored receiving the football. They used the second round pick on him. Listen, we all liked Romeo Dubs last year, but more so out of necessity, right? They didn't have anybody else. We talk about this a lot, and you talk about it, right? Like, you know, those late-round wide receivers, they're good, you know, until they bring in somebody new. And then they drafted a second-round wide receiver to kind of take that role over. So um, I I think Reed is the guy I want to see go on over there. Um, Let's go next game here. Sunday Sunday morning football, Atlanta, Jacksonville. Uh, This one is what? Is this London? Is This This is the London one, yeah. Yeah, And and the Jags, the Jags are, they basically just told them, hey, go out there and why don't you just stay out there for a couple weeks? Because next week, your home games, yeah. Next week, they have another game against the Bills, which I think that one kind of a little bit of a benefit to them because they get acclimated to the time zone. They get to stay, you know, in the hotel and practice on the same field all week. So kind of gives them a little advantage against the Bills. This Falcons game eh, is what it is. Uh, I'm with you. I just want to make uh, one last note on the previous game. Sure. What what we're going to see this week with with Luke Musgrave with Christian Watson. Just remember that Sam Laporte is going to face the same thing when Jamison Williams comes back. So Williams obviously a much more much different player. Who knows what he's going to be? But not every team is exactly what they're going to be yet. Right. Sure. So keep that in mind. But yeah, yeah and this Falcons Falcons Jags game with the Falcons, it's been about the same. 
this whole time. All the, all the underlying stats for Drake London, for Kyle Pitts, they all look good, but underlying stats don't give us anything. Nine targets and a carry is fine for Kyle Pitts, but he's got to actually catch some of them. He can't. He also can't run the carry for negative four yards. Uh, he looked like maybe he's got some sort of issue with his knee or something. I don't know, but it it really all boils down to Desmond Ritter on that team. You know, the running backs you start. Bijan everywhere and you start Algier where you have to, but we know what that team is, right? Yeah. Well, this is why I said on Twitter yesterday, I mean, listen, I, I, the team would be, you can't tell me the offense wouldn't be better with T- Taylor Heineke as their quarterback. I mean, it's just, he's a better pure thrower than Desmond Ritter. I'm sure Heineke can hand the ball off just as good as Ritter can. So what exactly are we doing uh, You know, with this experiment? It's unfortunate that they're two and one, because I don't think they'd be forced to, make any sort of a change at the quarterback position uh, because they're two and one here, but I don't think it's anything that Desmond Ritter uh, has done to, uh, you know, to, to put them over here. And I, we see Jack here saying the really revenge game. Uh, Everybody was all in on the Jacksonville Jaguars after week one here uh, going up against Indy and then two eggs at home the last two weeks going up against KC and going up against uh, Houston last week. You know, now you're going to have against Atlanta, a defense that we consider to be kind of decent here, right? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, secondary is, is fine. So, um, you know, I, I'm wondering, do you, do you think that Jacksonville figures it out this week? Or is this going to be another down week for a team that many people thought were going to be, you know, a power offense this year? I think this is going to be a little get right trip for them. Like, I, I have the thing with Trevor Lawrence is you got to think about the confidence level. Like, we're all confident in this player that he can turn it around. So, I think this team's going to be just fine. And, you know, the one guy that we've been able to trust is uh, is Evan Ingram. I mean, really consistent targets. Right. That's why we had him at pretty much the top of our yin and yang tight end. It's like draft Evan Ingram and you you have somebody safe that you can trust week to week and then use a bench spot on somebody like Kincaid or Laporta. I mean, there are people sitting there with Ingram and Laporta asking me what to do. And I'm like, just celebrate, right? Right. You know, celebrate, see if you can hang on through a bye week and then make a trade or make a trade now if you want. But uh, got to be feeling pretty good. We we do have a question involving this game here. Uh, We got Ethan Batterman wants to know, hello, I I have to sit one of these guys half points. Uh, HN, Tank Dell, Christian Kirk, Rashad White. Rashad White's been pretty brutal, but he gets all the way. Rashad White going against the Saints probably going to sit, right, John? Yeah, well, yeah. Probably you, again, you're you're taking a guy that definitely gets all the work and hoping that A Chain is as productive as he was last. Again, A Chain was good, but right. that buff that that Denver Broncos defense was not. They gave up. Dude. They, they gave did up. not. Had, they had no resistance at all. And then although I mean they they gave seventy points. I mean that's just not going to happen again. Um, you know, and and A Chain splitting carries and most where White is the guy. So. I mean, it's not great. It's definitely not a great spot for them, right. but I, I, I may lean white here. I think, I think, there's, I think yeah. there's a lot of hype for a Sometimes you got to look at, look at your matchup. Like if you're, if you're playing the guy that lost like Mike Williams and Nick Chubb, like a kid in one of my leagues had both and I'm playing him this week. And I'm, I would just start Rashad white because I feel confident in my ability to beat a team like that. Mm-hmm. If you, if you are the team that lost those guys and you need the juice and you need to shoot for the moon, then throw a guy like a chain in there and hope, hope you catch caught lightning in a bottle. But this is definitely a different matchup and and not – Yeah, 100%. And listen, now, a lot of people like this game because it's the highest game total on the board. Again, we'll get to Buffalo-Miami. But they, so you're going to see a lot of people looking to plug in exposure to them. I'm just uh, – you know, I, I feel like there's going to be uh, just some people going down here against uh, A-Chain this week uh, for sure. 
Got the got the old logo there, Coop. I like it. Don't you got a, don't you have the new hat somewhere? Yeah, I wore it yesterday. It's somewhere around here. Uh, but good I wherever my white hat is, where I can't find either. I'm glad you appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, Fernando saying buy low on T Law, possibly a buy low on T Law. Uh, next game here, we got Rams versus Colts. Colts are given one. It's a 46 and a half game total. The uh, Puka Nakua 20 target streak ended, uh, but he still looked pretty good. Almost scored at the final end of that game there against Cincinnati. Tutu Adwell ends up getting the touchdown. The Rams lost two offensive linemen in that game, and that Stafford was blitzed a lot. Uh, Indy's defense, though, is not very good. I don't think he'll put up much of the same struggles that they showed last week. Um, the turnovers are a little worrisome for me and Matt Stafford. Uh, two interceptions in each of the last uh, two games. On the Colts side of things, Anthony Richardson, again, returning to practice, but still in concussion protocol. Um, that offense obviously was able to come back and win against Baltimore last week under Gardner Minshew. Uh, what's your breakdown here, Coop? Yeah, I mean, we're loving Zay Flowers, right? But you, what I would really love to see is a little bit higher ADOT from only five yards well, right Zay, now. Zay Flowers on Baltimore. We're talking Rams, Colts here. Oh, we're still – why are we going Rams? Oh, yeah, sorry. I scrolled down too far. Uh, yeah, so I was looking at the question in the chat. I guess I'll take that off now because it's not a Rams-Baltimore question. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, with the Colts, Anthony Richardson is a guy I have in a ton of leagues ton of leagues so i really really need him to come back and i need them to not have lied to us they said that when he comes back they're going to use him exactly how they used him before they're not going to change anything in the game script and if he's on board with that and they're on board with that with the concussion that he had then i'm on board right like that's what we need for fantasy because if he's not running this guy might have no value so we need them to get back to that uh you gotta love what you're seeing from Pittman playing every snap they played 84 snaps this week he played every single one Right. And then if you look at Josh Downs, the day Josh Downs becomes the every down wide receiver over Alec Pierce is the day that he becomes a megastar. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's still a viable asset in the stash, but they're still using Pierce on more snaps, which kind of annoying for fantasy football. Uh, with yeah. with the Rams, are the one player I really have a hard time ranking and, and figuring out what to do with is Tutu Atwell. Do you think that he is a like a decent, sustainable asset? Are you trying to trade him in Dynasty? Where are you at with Tutu? I mean, the question can't really be answered until we know what happens when Cooper Cup comes back, right? Because right. then we have to figure out where people are playing and the roles they have. Obviously, Adwell isn't on the field all the time. Um, comes in on those three wide receiver sets. Um, you know, We saw him come off the field a few different spots last week against Cincinnati. But when they went wide, when they spread the offense, when they had to come back and make plays, like he was on the field. They took a lot of shots downfield on him, and he scored that touchdown. So... I mean, I'm still plugging him in my, my lineup every week until Cup comes back, and then we see where the, the snap shares split out here. So if you want to try to sell high on him, sure. I don't know if there's a manager that's going to take the bait right away because of the uncertain questions there. You may be able to deal him and, and get a medium return for him, but I don't know if there's like a true sell high value for him. I'll just keep playing him. Um, you know, until we figure out that situation, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mendez from the Twitch gang in the chat has a question on this game. Got to get the Twitch glasses out. What's up, Mendez? Uh, which two would you start this week? Uh, he has Kyron Williams in this game. He also has Derek Henry, Javante Williams, and Zach Moss. Man, so that is a tough question as, I mean, Derek close Henry, the, honestly, close to the tweet that I sent out today. That Swap tweet. Kyron Williams for Mostert. That's the tweet. It's living in my head, that tweet, right? Because it's like, You've got with Derrick Henry, like we know he's going to get all the meaningful carries, but you know it is scary that they're willing to go with Tajay Spears in desperate passing situations. Whereas Zach Moss is going to play the whole game, Kyron Williams 
going to play, play the whole, the whole game. game. Yeah. Yeah. You it might be Moss and Kyron Williams. Sometimes and you just Devon, gotta lean. And Devontae gets 50% of the snaps, but now it's the best matchup he's faced all year right. in Chicago. Um, yeah, you're playing Kyron and Moss here. You're not I mean, I, you're fitting Henry and Devontae this week. And that's why I put that tweet out today right. because we had that question and I looked at it and like your initial gut reaction is like, no, play your studs, Derrick Henry. Then you're like, well, actually Tennessee can't run block and Derrick Henry's not running all that well. And I don't think Tennessee's gonna be ahead in this game so this isn't a great game script for derrick right. henry now uh and and you know Ma- henry was the one i was probably sitting in the most moss and uh javante group and here i'm playing kyron and moss because they're getting all the snaps so that's that's where i'm at with it there you go uh, right. adam saying two two at two three catches call it back trust me i know i bet the over four and a yeah. half receptions there uh good sir we fell just shy <laughs> of that one unfortunately rough, had four catches uh brutal brutal uh beat on that one the value uh, of cup, the value of cup right now is that he's the most high risk, high reward asset you could ever imagine. Where he might not play the entire season, and we've played this game before. Mm-hmm. If anyone that's ever had Odell Beckham Jr. or Michael Thomas and sat there and saying, "Well, when he gets back, it, we're going to win," and then they just don't play, like they just sometimes guys. If this is a series of a hamstring, they're saying like genetic issues and all this stuff. Then there's a possibility that he doesn't play. So you have to keep that in mind that you might have the best wide receiver in football, or you might have a, a wide receiver whose stat line for the season says zero. I'm just worried because we haven't really gotten much more information about what's right, going yeah. on with him. Like, yeah, he's supposed to come back next week, right? And we haven't – we don't we don't even know. We have no yeah, idea no. Where, where he's at. at. So, right. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. If you see any other questions, Coop, let me know here. Uh, we have Washington versus Philly. Uh, on this situation, Philly is minus 8.5 at home, 43.5 game total. Uh, DeAndre Swift now back-to-back weeks, um, dominating performances there out of that Eagles backfield. Gainwell came back, did play like 45% of the offensive snaps, got double-digit carries as well. Um, some of that obviously came late when the game was a little bit out of hand, but um, Swift clearly the starter, but Gainwell still getting mixed in is a good sign for those who at least have Gainwell on their roster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like Swift looks great, though. And, you know, everybody always asks, like, oh, why did the Lions use him like that? Well, there's different schemes, different setups. And sometimes players, to be completely honest, don't fit in or understand one playbook or type right. of set of plays, whereas another player might. Like Tavon Austin could not figure out the Rams playbook. He, he literally said it looked like Spanish to him. And, you know, some guys thrive in zone schemes versus, you know, man block schemes or stretch schemes. So he wasn't a fit for the Lions, but clearly Swift is a fit for the Eagles. So Gainwell for me is still on the back burner. Swift is a guy you probably got to start in a lot of places. Yeah. Yep, right? 100%. And, and then, there's really, really nothing different from the Eagles side. The Washington side, again, you're going to play Robinson. You're going to play McLaurin. We'll see if Logan Thomas comes back because tight ends have had some success against Philly feel this good. season. But, you know. You got to feel not- good about Logan Thomas when seeing what Cole Turner did. So right. like if, if Cole Turner goes and plays the Logan, Logan Thomas role and gets eight targets like Logan Thomas did in week one, mm-hmm. you know, and Logan Thomas got hurt scoring a touchdown after only playing 40% of the snaps, whoever the tight end there is, is 100% a DFS option and, you know, and potentially in your starting lineup for redraft. Yep, I agree with you. We did have a question. Would you drop Godwin for Swift? I would probably. I mean, running backs more valuable than wide receivers, but I guess that depends on your – roster comp and league but if deandre swift is out there i would pick up deandre swift for chris godwin chris godwin's the worst player on your team 
That's, that's a, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is your team? Look Who like? else you got? Dan? And Who what, else you got? Eight team league, I would imagine, for Swift to still be out there. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Uh, which, would, which is fine. Sometimes some leagues are eight, eight teams. Yeah, some leagues are yeah. six. And I, I would, played last year. I played a six team league with like a, with my buddies from college, and it was just like a ridiculous number of flexes, and it was actually a lot of fun. Like, I, I'm I'm done bashing on leagues. Like, oh no, listen, get as many stuff as you can. That's that's yeah. a very very good time there. Uh, what else we have, uh, Coop? Here, any other thoughts on Washington Philly? Uh, yeah, that's about it. One, I mean, the guy that's getting real close to being droppable for me is Jahan Dotson. I got to see something from him. I was worried all along that, you know, these flashy contested catch guys, it is fun highlight wise, but the, you, you got to remember there just aren't that many opportunities for contested catches. If you're not getting open, they're not just going to keep firing at you all game long. It's very mm-hmm. difficult and risky to do that. So in practice, yeah, in practice, you go out and say, hey, like that's the thing about practice highlights with contested catch guys is sometimes they're running a drill and they're going to throw yeah. it no matter what, right? So you, you're throwing it no matter what happens and just see if the guy makes a play. That doesn't happen in NFL games. If you're not getting open, they, there's other options. They're not just also in order to make a contested catch. The quarterback actually has to be a good enough quarterback to give you an opportunity right. to get a contested catch. And we don't think Sam Howell is that. And also, as we talked a lot about, you know, the NFC East, AFC East matchups this year are terrible. They're, they have some of the right. toughest schedules on, on uh, in the NFL for quarterbacks and passing offenses here. So, uh, yeah, going to be out on Washington in this one. Uh, Denver, Chicago here, Coop. Uh, Denver's giving three on the road. It's a 46 game total. Uh, we had a question regarding fields earlier um, up here in the chat. Yeah, you know, is the time to move on from fields? Uh, he's looking at maybe CJ Stroud as a pickup. Um, I don't know how you sit a guy against a defense that just gave up 70, right. but I mean, if fields can't get anything going against Denver this week, he's pro. I mean, he's a low end starter. I mean, definitely worthy of consideration for benching at that point. Yeah. I think this is the last, I think you start fields this week and then you have permission to rage drop him. If he doesn't do anything in this game, (laughs) right? Like you're the, the, the bears in general are not playing in games where the over under is even 46 like this. They're not playing games where they're even close to being, you know, three points, from you know three point dogs right so like this is like probably one of the last chances you're going to get for a good game script at home with a potentially decent scoring game if he does nothing here man you got to move him especially if if justin simmons is out again like yeah. and do anything here yeah where's the running place can we can we get him like some design runs and you know some more opportunities for him to use his legs maybe a little bit to get him going that's what i would like to see there but um, hard to really play much. You can't touch their running backs. You know, can't really. DJ Moore was fine. He saved fantasy managers with a touchdown in garbage time last week. Here's a crazy stat on fields that I've been kind of tracking that he does. They don't. It's not. So people are like, oh, yeah, this team doesn't throw the ball. They actually do call a lot of pass plays. So to put it in perspective, this team has called 114 pass plays. There have been 114 dropbacks, which is like middle of the pack. But Fields himself has only actually thrown the football, let the football fly on, where's the number here? Like 88 of them. So 114, he's only thrown it 88 times. To put that in perspective, the Miami Dolphins, they've called 107 dropbacks Mm. and two was thrown at 103 times. So when the Dolphins call a pass play, Tua throws the football. When the Bears call a pass play, 
Half the time it ends up in a scramble. The other half, it's either a sack or a pass that is not is just a throwaway. It doesn't even count as an attempt. So what they what the coaches want is they want Justin Fields, when they call a pass play, to drop back and throw the football. And what Justin Fields told us in his interview the other day, that that's not what he wants to do. He wants right. to run around and play his crazy game. But I'll tell you this right now. The person that is going to be hurt the most by that is DJ Moore. Because if they're calling the, the week one, they called 54 pass plays. He only threw it 37 times. That's not 54 is crazy. This right. team is probably going to throw call 30 and he's going to throw 20. That's going to kill all these guys, commit fields, whatever, because the coaches can all they can do is call the play. They can't make him throw it. So right. that is a scary thing. He's he's throwing it on like last year. He threw last year all season long. He only threw on 71 percent of the pass plays. That is insane. No right. other quarterback was even, well, was even under A lot of that also had to do with the inability of any of those wide receivers to get open. I mean, right. when, you know, Nikhil Harry is your you know, wide receiver two and Ekonomia St. Brown's out there, it's difficult uh, to throw to guys that aren't, aren't open. But I would like to see him move around a little bit more um, because it extends those plays. It gives someone like DJ more time to get open and lose sort of defenders in five spots. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays. The Denver side of this game, uh, I did the quarterback coach for DFS this week. Russell Wilson's on the cover. Great price tag. All three wide receivers are in play. Uh, Judy, Sun, and Mims, even though Mims obviously has like the limited snap share. I like him as a dark row in, in DFS week this week. I think there's a lot to do, a lot of good things uh, coming for Denver's offense this week. Yeah. Mims, I mean, I, I just feel like once you have a game like that where now two weeks in a row, Mims the week before only played like 14% of the snaps, had 89 yards or no, 113 yards, and he ran back a punt for 45 yards. And then this week he comes out and runs back the kick. If you're going to have a game like that, you just say, you know what, forget it. Let's just give this guy a shot, you know? So I I would love to see it just be no more Brandon Johnson, no more little Jordan Humphrey, Sutton, Judy, Mims. Let's do it. Like you already lost Dulcich and you don't have a pass catching tight end. Just put your most explosive players on the field. So that's what I want to see there. Uh, We have one question from this game. Uh, Our boy Toronto Dave in the chat. Shout out to the Toronto area. Jacoby Myers or DJ Moore? I'm sorry, Jacoby, man. Yeah, yeah. Jacoby's pretty locked in. Dude, Jacoby Myers has gone into this Josh McDaniels offense. And we we always talked about it. Slot receivers in the Josh McDaniels offense, you know, they become like pro bowlers. Like it's just the way it, like, you know, Jacoby Myers did it in New England, right? As a, undrafted free agent as a rookie was out there being the best wide receiver uh, Tom Brady had to throw the football to. So I'm not shocked. I'm shocked at the level that he's producing at, but I'm not shocked that he's producing at it, um, you know, because uh, he's he's uh, obviously a very good route runner and pass catcher there. So, yeah, Jacoby's a, a plug-in wide receiver two every week at this point right now. So uh, I, I'm, I'm in there for sure. Yeah. So, Daniel, in those 18 leagues, one thing I've learned – is that the secret to winning them is to quote unquote lose trades. Lose. And what I mean by that is create trades that are three for ones and two for ones where you're giving up way more than you have to just to get one better player. Right. So if you can take, so I see you have like Aaron Jones and and T. Higgins and Nico Collins. Like if you can take T. Higgins and Aaron Jones and give them both up for somebody that's just marginally better than Higgins or Jones or just any sort of RB1, sure. you gain the value there, and then the waivers are so good that you can just replace the value on waivers. So that's the move there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game here, Coop, see if we can work our way through these. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is at home, given three, 40-and-a-half game total in this one. We could have Jameis Winston starting mm-hmm. this one for the Saints, little revenge game against 
Tampa Bay. Uh, we also have the betting odds here on who wins the fight between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans. Uh, will he be? Will one of them be ejected? Uh, it's probably set at like minus one twenty at this point. Uh, Lattimore, Lattimore always wins. But Lattimore always wins the fight because if they both get ejected, then Lattimore wins. Sure. His job is to take Mike Evans out of this game, literally and, and figuratively. Yeah. Right, and he does. He tries every time. So yeah. you know, and that is that is funny, man. We what do you think the, the the wide receiver meeting room was for this game in Tampa Bay this week? It's like Mike, Mike do please. not get ejected. Just let it go. Just let right. it go. And it's Mike. Mike is like the 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 gif of the guy with his hands like <laughs> yeah. this. He's like, yeah, no problem, dude. Twice like, a I year mind we the get up against him, man. It's I amazing. know it is it is it's entertaining to say the least. Uh, so yeah, I mean. It's it's rough sled like Kate Otten, obviously he did nothing last week in what should have been a good matchup. This week, brutal matchup. So you can't even think about Kate Otten. It's really just start Mike Evans. You gotta start Mike Evans because he's Mike Evans. You start Chris Chris Godwin where you have him, unless you're in the A-team league there and then you drop him to waivers or whatever you want to do. It's a tough matchup for Rashad White. I'm never I'm never answering another Taysom Hill question. So we don't have to really talk about that. And then Jameis Winston is the kind of guy where I, if I'm making DFS lineups and I'm trying to go for GPPs, he is going to take some shots at Chris Olave. There's no question, right? Like he is going to let it fly. Right, yeah. John? Like he's that exact guy where he, he gets in for one game and he has Chris Olave. The ball is going up. Dude. No mm-hmm. question. So 100%. Chris Olave, I could see Chris Olave have like a 70 yard touchdown and finishing the day with like a crazy stat line. Or if James Winston just sucks, then you're back where you were before in GPPs. You either, do something crazy or you do nothing at all. So you might as well start Alavi in in that one. Uh, I'm starting Alvin Kamara everywhere I have him. If yeah. I drafted Alvin Kamara and I waited three weeks, then I'm just whoever I have, I'm moving them out of the lineup and I'm putting Kamara in there. This is the time. He even I love that he posted that meme on on Twitter. He took like a video of this like guy getting out of jail and he put his face over the guy. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we out, you know, like we free. So he's fired up to play. Uh, I've been seeing everybody using the every time Michael Thomas tweets, he uses the hashtag free AK. Derek Carr has been saying that he's excited to have him back. So it's wheels up. there. Well, I, I hope Derek Carr is the quarterback for his sake, because Jameis Winston, as we learned, isn't a guy that checks. No, down. He doesn't. So uh, he checks, but he they're, they're in desperate need of a running back here. Obviously, Jones and Kendra Miller last week had a little bit of struggles. Um, I do think that Miller is Miguel Rojas says is probably a stash. Yeah, you're not getting rid of Miller. Um, he's the RB two until uh, until Jamal Williams comes back. So, yeah. uh, but Kamara should dominate the touches there for sure. Um, any other thoughts on this matchup here, Coop? Any other questions you see here pertaining? I know there's yeah. a lot, obviously, I, coming in to check. Guys, we're going to do our best to hit these. I'll just say I'm still starting Michael Thomas. He's not a like so. He's definitely he's the opposite of a GPP play because he's getting you know possession catches, but eight targets a game is all we yeah. all we need in this world. And you know he made a nice like, the sideline catch last week, John. Right that that restored our faith in, in a player like this. I think he can he can go out and do what he does, which sure. is catch. Possession catch slants and 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 do all that. So uh, Michael Thomas easily like I have a hard time looking at my wide receiver three spot and just having thirty six better wide receivers than Michael. Thomas. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, Adam says, "Are we starting Godwin over uh, Jacoby Myers or Thielen? He needs one for last spot. Would you go Myers this week against the Chargers or Thielen against Minnesota? If you had to pick one, I don't think Godwin's where I'm going this week. I'm going. So. I'm going Jacoby Myers, man. Uh, he's yeah. playing full. They they because they use uh, say the Andy full... Dalton is confirmed starting Andy Dalton versus Minnesota with Thielen or Myers versus oh. Garoppolo. Oh, that that it's a little closer, but I, I like Myers. I mean, the Chargers you can throw on, and 
because they use the fullback Jakob Johnson and the two tight ends Austin Hooper and Michael Mayer who are doing nothing. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it really consolidates the snaps. Hunter Henry, uh, Hunter Renfro doesn't even play. No, like, no. He hardly plays at all. So uh, I feel actually really good about Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers a lot too. But yeah. if you want to go Thielen, if if Dalton is in there, I, I have no problems. Wouldn't blame me on that. Yeah, that either. Uh, Baltimore, Cleveland uh, here. Cleveland's giving two and a half. Baltimore, 40 and a half game total in this one on the road. Uh, Jerome Ford didn't really have an efficient game, but found the end zone twice last week. Cream Hunt's banged up already as a groin and was limited at practice, I guess, or Classic. didn't practice today. So um, Jerome Ford experience against Baltimore. Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper looked as good as I said they would last week, but I don't think they get it done against Baltimore's defense here this week. Right, yeah. And we have two couple Jerome Ford questions in the chat. Reminder, folks in the chat, we're trying to get through all the games and we're trying to answer all the questions. The best way for us to do that is for you to uh, wait till we get to a game with one of your players and throw it out there. So we had a couple of Jerome Ford questions. We're going to get to them now. And the true best way for you to get your questions answered, go over to fantasyalarm.com, get yourself an all-pro membership. Right now you can do a seven-day free trial, which is going to get you the rest of the week in baseball, uh, you know, the all of Sunday this week, the NASCAR race at Talladega. John, did you see where they're running the – the Ricky Bobby schemes? No. Dude, they're running them. Uh, SHR uh, is running uh, – they, they they have both the sponsors. So sure. the two drivers are going to have the, uh, the the Wonder Bread car and the Old Spice love car. <laughs> I love that. Shake and bake, baby. So, yeah, you can get in there. Matt Sells, our NASCAR writer, three-time NASCAR writer of the year. So he yeah. might be – Scan the QR code. Go to fantasy.com slash win. Get your 70 free trial today. Uh, little Birdie told me, Coop, it's going away. So this could be your last week. Take advantage of the seven-day free trial. Get access to our DFS content here. The thing is we answer as many questions as we can here in the Discord. Every question gets answered every time. So get in there and get your questions answered. So we got the Jerome Ford question here. Would you trade Jerome Ford and Flowers for Jonathan Taylor? I'm 0-3. Absolutely, I would not. Now You You don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to play or where he's going to play. I get get your frustration, but no, I, I am trading for players that are actually playing. Right. Jerome Ford's not playing this. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's not playing this week. So what's the plan? What's the plan? Go 0-4? Right. Yeah, you know, no, like, just play Ford and Flowers, right. Brad, here. I get I get the frustration. I actually think there's a chance that Pierce um, has an okay week this week against Pittsburgh. Right. He can what, kind of run against them. I'm not sure if you're a boxing fan, uh, Brad McCoy. And, you know, shout out Twitch gang. I forgot to throw the Twitch glasses on because we've got a Twitch guy here. But very rarely does the boxer who's losing just start throwing haymakers and connect. Like right. you, if you just, if you, that that's, you're more likely to throw everything away trying to, to trade for Cooper cup and trade for Jonathan Taylor when you're 0 three, then you are to just hit this home I'm run. Hail Mary. Making a trade with those two, but get a player that's going to help you this. Week yes, 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 yes. You exactly. know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not going to help you there. So right. again, Baltimore, Cleveland, you're going to play everybody in Cleveland. You can play forward. You're going to play Elijah Moore's getting a ton of targets. Deshaun, um, Mari Cooper's getting a ton of targets. I just don't think they're going to have the same level of success this week than they did against Tennessee throwing the football. The Baltimore side's going to have a tough go because Cleveland's defense is really good. And the Baltimore offense, they're not as – they're not what I expected them or had hoped them to be this year to this point yet. Obviously, Lamar Jackson got the rushing touchdowns. That looked great. Right. Um, but their passing offense hasn't really been there. and They didn't score a lot of points last week against Indy. No. Uh, one more forward question here. Half-point PPR, Mahomes, Pollard, Kyron, Pacheco, Madison, Ford, Hunt – Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Judy Godwin. Would you trade Madison and Ford for Amari? So I would like your starting lineup better with Amari in it, but I just 
think that you're probably more safe having the RB yeah. depth. I mean, I don't think you need. Yeah, I don't think you need to do, do that. But I do like an idea. I mean, do you start three wide receivers or two? Because mm. Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, or whatever, like would be would be fine. That'd be great. Yeah, if you start three wide receivers, maybe, but. You're going to want to have RB depth, my man. But yeah, because Madison, Kyron, and Pacheco are, are, are certainly good enough, but you definitely you run yourself a risk there right. trading too. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think you need to go there all necessarily. Right. I thought that's all the questions we got on this game. So, next yeah. game. Uh, no, we got one more. We got one more. Yeah. Would you trade A-Chan and DJ Moore for 2-2-4? Two, two, and four? Shout out Hal. Hal, what up, baby? Uh, no. No. No, I wouldn't. Keep what you got. Keep DJ Moore and A-Chan, just because I think A-Chan is the better long-term play there. And you're going to get on Nicholas Hartley's question. So we're good. All right, next game. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota, Carolina here. Minnesota's uh, giving three and a half on the road. Carolina plus three and a half, 45 game total. Again, we don't know the Andy Dalton status. You like Miles Sanders. Uh, Adam Thielen crushed last week. Uh, And then the Minnesota, I mean, Justin Jefferson, uh, a yard shy from his third straight 150-yard game. Jordan Addison came through there at the end. Madison actually ran the ball really well. Um, you know, we'll see if Cam Akers is going to be active or not this week. But, uh, you know, Minnesota's offense should have no problems against Carolina this week. Yeah, boy. I'm feeling good. I mean, Justin Jefferson's in. Miles Sanders is in. TJ Hawkinson's in. We want Addison to get the snaps over KJ Osborne, but I don't even think it matters, right, John? Like, uh, Addison's getting the, the targets. Yeah, they the targets. They throw so many. Minnesota's defense is so bad that Cousins just ha- has to keep throwing because he's never comfortably in a lead. So if Andy Dalton's a quarterback this week, I think Carolina can move the football down the field on this Minnesota defense and keep this in a game where Minnesota has to keep throwing the football. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in there. Crop the TV. Twitch gang, baby. Twitch glasses on. How we doing? How we doing? We're talking about football with our best good buddies here in the chat, man. It doesn't get much better. We got I football find a coming Sanders back tomorrow. receptions prop for anybody here. I don't see you on. Yeah, check that out. On underdog, uh, so. It's probably going to be set at like four and a half. Which I think is fair, you know. Yeah. But anything under four and a half, I'm I'm smashing. Uh, and I uh, I will say in this game, I, I'm interested to see they really this team, the Panthers, really haven't had a game where all four wide receivers are healthy. Like Jonathan Mingo left the game with a concussion last week, so we had one game where it was Terrace Marshall, Thielen, and uh, Terrace Marshall, Thielen, and not DJ Chark, but Mingo playing all three snaps. Then the second game when DJ Chark came back, uh, Terrace Marshall fell on the back burner. And then the third game where we were supposed to get our answers, Mingo got hurt. So we didn't really get the answers there. The one thing we do know is through all that, Adam Thielen's played every snap. So he's the one you can trust. Last week, DJ Chark played every snap. But was it because Mingo got hurt or was it because he was going to anyway? Right. So I would love to see if a game. If goes out, at least we know Marshall could be a, a play this yes. week because the if targets they, have still been there. So. They do like using three wide receivers for most of the game. It's if they if they have four, they'll split two of them, but they're out there for a lot of the game. Eleven personnel for a lot of the game. So if if one of them's out, then all three of them are viable DFS plays. Yeah. Cool. Let's just get through the rest of these games, and we'll rapid fire questions at the end. I think we're, that's we're, we're running out of time here for everybody. Yep. Uh, to get their questions answered. So Pittsburgh, Houston's the next game here. Houston's getting three at home, 42 over under. Uh, this is going to be a tough week for throwing the football Gross. against uh, this Pittsburgh secondary here. Stroud has been a, uh, a big attempt monster over the last three weeks. Uh, and Tank Dell looked really good for the second straight week here as well. Uh, Nico Collins took a little bit of a backseat in terms of production against Jacksonville. Uh, and Pittsburgh came through with the win last week against the Raiders. 
Uh, Pickens, obviously, Calvin. Um, uh, what's the uh, what's the second? Calvin Austin had a touchdown yeah. in that game. Uh, well, thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, with the Texans, you have to pay attention to game script. And we saw it. the first two weeks they led all teams in dropbacks, 109. The only other team over 100 was the Patriots, and the Patriots are playing with their back, backs against the Robes first two weeks as well. Last week you saw it normalize, and that's what you saw out of Nico Collins. So at the end of the day, there's probably going to be one, maybe two fantasy-relevant assets. We still like Nico Collins. Tank Dell, I have him over Robert Woods. Robert Woods, to me, is a guy I'm, I'm just – I can't trust him anymore now that Tank Dell has shown right, that he could be a guy. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're just rooting. Here's what would be perfect for this team because it's a bad team. But if you were to use uh, Andrew Beck played 28 of 56 snaps this week, the fullback, and he returned a kickoff for a touchdown, which was a lot of fun. But <laughs> that's that's the best, dude, right? No, like, no, that was not the best. That killed me on my my Stroud prop. Uh, had the over 34 and a half pass attempts. That's that's the one thing you have to take into consideration when you look at dropbacks. They had the kickoff return for a touchdown, kills an entire series where they could have thrown the football. And then they had the Tang Dell 60-yard touchdown, which kills more dropbacks right. that they could have had. So I was starting Jags DST everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh nice. That doesn't count against me. And then I remember the special teams does count. It's pick sixes that don't count. Yeah. So I was like, Andrew Beck dunking on me. Unbelievable. But so the ideal situation would be Andrew Beck playing a ton of snaps. And then you just have two wide receivers and the fullback and the running back and the tight end, and then everything consolidates. That's why the, the 49ers are so good for fantasy and the and the Dolphins, right? So mm-hmm. I want to see more Andrew Beck, less Robert Woods. The one thing nice. teams can do against Houston, surprisingly, is run the football. Right. Pittsburgh hasn't proven the ability to run the ball against anybody, so something kind of has to come to a head. Houston's secondary, you know, last year they were kind of sneaky good as well. Teams were only running the football against them. This year, teams are running the football and really kind of not throwing the football against them with a lot of success here. So, you know, is this a week when Najee Harris finally gets something going? Or do we see Jalen Warren cut back into some of the work again? Yeah, Najee Harris will probably uh, – here's what's going to happen. Najee Harris will have all the high-leverage plays. He'll start. He'll get the goal line stuff. He'll he'll probably score a touchdown. And then Jalen Warren will have like a 60-yard – run where he gets tackled at the 10 and Twitter will go crazy. And that's yeah. how it's going to work for the rest of the season for that team. So let's move on to the Dolphins. We got to get through these quick and get back to some Yeah, Miami Buffalo, biggest game on the board, 53 and a half total Buffalo's giving three. Listen, I think there's a little bit of a step back coming from Miami in this one. Uh, you look at their offense against new England. They, they struggled wide divisional opponent, better defense who they've had a lot of success against the chargers and then Denver, two of the worst defenses in football. Buffalo is a much better defense that they're going to run up against. I don't think 70 is obviously coming, but in my DFS article this week, in my fade section, I wrote up Tua. I said Tua was going to be a fade for me in DFS this week. Uh, We'll see if I'm right or wrong there, but I expect more to come from the Buffalo defense in this matchup here. Yeah, yeah. it's like, And the thing is, he's going to be, everyone's going to be trying to stack up the Dolphins, everyone that did last week and everyone that's done it the week one. Like they're just going to keep doing it. It's fine. It worked. Yeah, you get the FOMO. Yeah, so everyone's going to be doing it. Yeah, I'm with you too. Go away from that. But in your regular redraft leagues, you start two everywhere. You start Jalen Waddle everywhere. You start Tyree Kill everywhere. You start Raheem Mostert pretty much everywhere. Uh, Durham Smythe, last week he should have popped off in that matchup. He got hurt. He got like – he had this – he did like a front flip on a 15-yard catch. Got taken out of the game. They didn't put him back in. They just used Julian Hill. But the quote from Mike McDaniel was they asked how long is he going to be out, and he said he's got durable right in his name. McDaniel such a nerd. He's like Durham Smythe got durable right in his name. So he should be back. So Durham Smythe, he's a boring option, but, uh, and again, you don't want to start him against Matt Milano, but Durham Smythe will be back on the menu at some point with the bills. The most important storyline for this team is the Dolphins are terrible versus the tight end. This is 
a very important game for Dalton Kincaid. He needs to turn it on soon. We can't just stash him all year long, hoping that he pulls an Amon Ross St. Brown and is terrible for half the season and great in the second half. You just don't have space for tight ends like that on your, on your roster. So this is the week for Dalton Kincaid to show us something. I hope he does, but if he doesn't, we got to, we got to move on. I mean, I'm still holding Kincaid everywhere, but even in my own rankings, I moved Luke Musgrave ahead because the numbers are the numbers. I straight up told people in, they were asking me questions. I said, look, the numbers in the process say Luke Musgrave over Dalton Kincaid. I personally, with my teams and my opinions, am holding Kincaid, but the process is more important than my sure. my own my process is more important than my opinions because it takes the biases out. So you got to make those decisions. Uh, I'll, I'll answer this question from Michelle because she was like the first question that popped in here, and so she threw it back out because she waited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Michelle. Got to the game here. So rest of season PPR most certain in Wilson or Walker and Chardonnay. I don't know what you're going to get out of Wilson here. I think I go Walker Charbonnet over the crew. Right. Yeah. If you're, the question is, here's the question. How close is the backup to your starting lineup? Right. Because right. I think I, I like most or best out of all those players. So if it, it doesn't matter, if the backup doesn't matter at all to you, then just go with Moster. But if you, there could be a chance you start Walker and Charbonnet at some point. Like what happens and, uh, when Wilson comes back? Like they said, he's going to be ready in week five and a chain has another monster day. Like, they're not going to not play A-Chain with Wilson there. So, um, And let's hit Corrupt TV's question real quick just for the sure. Twitch boys. Shout out Twitch gang. Uh, Marquise Brown, Lockett, Kirk, Higgins, Palmer start two of that crew. That's a good squad. I'm not starting Palmer just because we don't quite know yet, right? Uh, so. Well, I mean, he did play every snap last week. I don't think – I think we do know. Yeah, but Tyler Lockett, man, got to get Lockett in there. Uh, I think – it's either I think I would go Lockett and Higgins personally. You would yeah. you you would you would bench Tyler Lockett for Josh Palmer. We watched Josh Palmer last year. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen he only averaged played like fifteen fantasy points a game last year when they were out. How many did Tyler and he scored in week one. He scored how last many, week. How many did Tyler Lockett average? I don't know. Lockett on the road in New York. Giants, dude. I don't know. I think I think I would go Palmer and Higgins if I had. To I'm go. going Lockett and Higgins. Corrupt right. TV. You're gonna have to choose who you believe. Flip yeah, uh, for us here. All right, let's go. We got 10 minutes left in the show. We got a, we got a rapid fire. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, Tennessee, again, we just talked about Higgins. I love Burrow this week if he's healthy enough, but I don't know. Jamar Chase, obviously lock and load. You can't sit anybody in Cincinnati. You just have to pray to God that Burrow can get that calf healed up. Tennessee side of things, I don't want to play anybody. Not a single soul. Not one person. Not no. playing one. Not playing can't. one. Not can't. playing one guy. Not going to yeah. do one. Not even so, Eric Henry if I don't have to. So. Right. Like, didn't these teams do this last? I feel like maybe it wasn't these this matchup. It was last year. It was like the Bengals Titans last year. Both teams were had their back against the roads. It was closer to the middle of the season. It was like October, but it's like these teams start slow every year, and then they play each other. And one team goes on to do something, and the other goes on to do nothing. One and two here. This is a big game for these teams. It's going to be an ugly game though. So I'm starting Chase Higgins. No tight end for the Bengals. No Tyler Boyd because it's not. You can only start Tyler Boyd in like the big games, right? Sure. The big blow up games. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, you're starting though, even against bad Titans defense. I mean, like you have, he's going to go in your RB two spot at least. Yeah, he scored last week. If he can score a touchdown, great. He's not going to get a lot of yards though. They don't. He just no, doesn't. No. Isn't that back anymore? But Jerome yeah. Ford caught some passes. You got to get yeah. back on that. Next game. Yeah, uh, Raiders Chargers again. Another offense where I think you can play everybody. We don't know with Quentin Johnson. He got a little bit of a bump. It snaps, but it was Josh Palmer that took over for the Mike Williams role last week. He's, that's just the way it played out. So uh, we still think the Chargers are going to throw a ton. I think there's a great spot for the Raiders. I hope Jimmy G is healthy enough to play here uh, because the Chargers' pass secondary is terrible. Devontae Adams, even though he's uh, upset and, and giving quotes that you know there, there's not a winning culture, 
in Las Vegas. Uh, I still think that he and Jacoby Myers are going to tear apart this Chargers defense. So uh, everything to go here. You can also run on the Chargers. I don't know if Jacobs is going to be able to get it going. He has, again, struggled to begin the year, and that's probably because he held out the entire offseason. Um, but, you know, Jacobs is a guy that is going to at least be in my lineups as an RB2 uh, this week, given where you're probably drafted him. Yeah, I have De- Devontae Adams as my wide receiver three this week, just yeah. because you can't put anybody ahead of Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. I was like, how high can I move this guy? This is the highest you can move anybody. You're allowed to. You're not allowed to move anybody over Justin Jefferson ever, right? So uh, that's where I got him. And the, the little, just quick lesson to all the, the kids of the world, uh, especially the guys like Elijah Moore, if you're going to complain, right? Don't complain after your team won three games like Elijah Moore did the Jets. <laughs> complain after your team loses a game where you got 20 targets. That's where you're allowed to complain. So Devontae Adams complaining this week, that's the perfect time to step in and say, hey, I did. I'm doing everything I can, possibly can. Yeah. I need I need somebody else to change the culture here. I need I need somebody to step up because I got 20 targets and I did everything I could. Yeah, and Jacoby Myers had a big game. The defense has let them down again there. So Jacoby. Uh, but they're all they're all in play. Uh both offensive guys. What are you doing with running back in Chargers? You playing Kelly this week, back to back bad weeks because he's not a good running back. Coop, we tried to tell Fool people. Me. Tried to Josh, tell people Josh Kelly. Back, so. This isn't the first time either. This is like three years in a row. Like fool me 17 times in a row. It's, this is more like that tennis player that was yeah. like, nobody beats so-and-so 17 we, times around. He said, don't play him against Tennessee. That was a bad matchup. He struggled. We said, play him against Minnesota. And if he sucks, then we know he yeah. sucks. He sucks. We know he 11 sucks. 11 carries for 12 yards. We don't have to worry about playing him anymore. This uh, team sucks. should have signed a bruiser back. They should have found, they're out there, man. Yeah. They're out there. They should Fort go get Dwayne, there, McBri- Dwayne McBride. There. Just get Dwayne McBride. At least he can run. Get uh, off get a yard. back soon, man. Yeah. All right. We got um, rapid fire, fire here. We got a, we got a minute or two to go here. Uh, a lot of fantasy football is coming up next, though, guys. I see all your questions in chat here. If you stay with the Fantasy Alarm for YouTube channel, Coop will be there with it, Howard yeah. Bender on Alarm Fantasy Football to answer your questions. Uh, let's just go rapid fire here, Coop. A minute or two left. Arizona, San Francisco, 49ers are given two touchdowns in this game. Crazy. Can't, can't really start anybody from the Cardinals. That includes Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has been trending down. Yep. I mean, and the 49ers, you know who you're starting. So yeah, just start yeah. all those guys. Yep, I agree with you. McCaffrey, Debo, IU, Kittle, they're all in great spots. New England, Dallas here. Dallas giving six and a half, 43 over under. Uh, Dallas getting upset in Arizona. You got to think they're going to be a little upset about that yeah. one. You have the Zeke Elliott revenge game narrative coming mm-hmm. here for, uh, for the Patriots. Pollard, Lamb, smash him in there. Jake Ferguson, Kyle Duggar is the best guy maybe in the entire league at covering the tight end it is a terrible matchup for jake ferguson use somebody else and i game. say that i'm a little worried about cd land with the way christian gonzalez has been covering teams top he's been five good years. man yeah he's been good dude EFF yeah. is rated christian gonzalez a top five cornerback right and dak is just man he he is really hesitant to take shots down the field he yeah. does he is not on the same page with brandon cooks right now not so, at all casey yeah, jets this should be a bloodbath i don't even know why it's only 10 uh, you have Taylor Swift in your corner. I mean, how do you lose? Yeah, dude, they, they got the they got the the power of Taylor Swift and anime and the Lord on their side. It's it's a it's a tough spot for the Jets. So uh, again, with KC, you start obviously you start Mahomes and Kelsey. Sky Moore is that the best bet? I kind of like the way Rashi Rice is looking. Rashi Rice is played good well. stash, good stash, and maybe a DFS play. And you're just hoping that he becomes the dog man because he's Don't got read anything in the Layers fifteen carries. I was all blowout run. Isaiah right, Pacheco right. still the RB one there exactly, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson's an a-hole. That's why people don't like him. Uh, Final game, Seattle, New York here. Uh, Final thoughts. 
I'm starting Metcalf. I'm starting Lockett, JSN. We don't know yet. Kenneth Walker, you're still starting. Can't start Charbonnet. Uh, and this is a Darren Waller big spot for him, man. The Seahawks historically been not great against the tight end. I think Darren Waller is in a smash spot this week. I'm probably going to have him ranked as a top five tight end once again. All right, guys, again, hang right here with the channel, Fantasy Alarm YouTube. Alarm Fantasy Football is coming up next. Coop and Howard Bender are in that. They'll answer your questions. Stay with us. Follow us along. See you next week. Good luck in week four.